0: on with this whole politics business. The, the stuff about me big nonsense, the scene was actually closed, it was a, a red notice. When come Kermit the Frog, at the Frog sad. it's not easy being green. you remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. And um, try that, that's a view. I don't know if you've been to pepper Pig World, who's been to Pads everybody's been to pepper Pig World. December I'll be in Beijing opening up new pork markets like seriously what the fuck hi it's me Jennifer Wan and this is a brand new episode of what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business the show where you ask that question and then I tell you um with lots of swearing and stan Twitter memes, basically. That's a real fun time. So grab a drink, grab a snack, get comfy and cosy, and let's get into it. So if you up with the bonus episode from last week um, or you were just reading the news or on social media last Sunday, you would have probably noticed that a conversation about misogyny in politics is way overdue. Well, guess what? It just got worse. It got even fucking worse. Um, I don't even... I don't even... I literally... I don't know how there are people that have the power to represent entire communities and make decisions about the lives of everybody. I don't understand how some of these people are so dysfunctional. I don't. I really don't. When I tell you, when I saw this, okay, when it came up, I got a fucking push notification about this shit. And I was like, no, God, not this. Not fucking this. What the fuck? Besties, I fucking lost my shit. Okay. So, earlier in the week... Earlier in the week... It was reported that at a meeting uh, for Conservative MPs uh, where they were talking about um, misogyny, harassment... Um, and the difficulties that women in politics are facing, uh, two separate women in the Conservative Party raised the fact that they had seen the same male MP watching porn in the House of Commons. Literally, sitting in the fucking chamber, watching porn on his phone. And I was like, no... No, God, not this. Oh, my God. What, what kind of fucking deviancy is this? Listen, listen, listen. People like to throw that term around to just aim it at people they don't like. And they'll be like, oh, the gays are deviant. Oh, the, the trans people are deviant. You know who is deviant? Someone who's sitting there. Someone who's sitting there in their place of work Forcing others to be involved in a sexual experience against their will, without their consent, while they watch porn. That is deviancy. That shit is revolting. Oh my god. Like, mm -hmm. besties. Mm. I can't, I can't. So immediately immediately um everybody's fucking making jokes and I have to say I don't want to be a fucking buzzkill but I'm gonna be a fucking buzzkill this shit actually isn't funny um I, I get it like it's fun to laugh at conservatives and make fun of them because it kind of takes the edge off of the fact that their terrible policies and decision making are making all of our lives difficult and I understand that but this kind of shit has real ramifications and it's not really all that funny. Um, I mean, maybe... Look, maybe I'm just coming from this, you know, a, a different perspective to... And I have to say this, and, and I don't mean to come across like I'm attacking men, but I did see it was mainly men joking about this. And so maybe that's because... They have never been in a situation that actually a lot of women will have found themselves in at one point or another where a man will do something like that. You'll you'll be sat next to a man on a bus and he will start playing porn on his phone and, and, and fucking looking at you and trying to engage you in that shit. Where a man will be sat across from you on a train and start fucking rubbing on himself and shit. Um, it's... I, and I'm I'm happy that most men will not have known these experiences, by the way. I wouldn't want them to because it's horrible. Um, and for those that have, I'm sorry. Like, I feel you. I get it. But I think most men won't have had that kind of thing happen to them. So they can laugh and find this thing funny. But I imagine for those two women that have come forward and have had this happen to them it was probably really upsetting um, because it is you know it's harassment it is drawing you in to their fucking sex thing you didn't consent you didn't want to be there you did not want to be involved and they're fucking dragging you in they're making it a public fucking event they are forcing you to be part of that and that's horrible so i don't i don't find this funny I don't think it's it's hilarious. I don't think it's a, a super funny embarrassing thing. I think it's fucking revolting. Um and honestly, I would say um I would say it's a sign of something very wrong with this person because um you know, I mean this this is it's a thing. It's a thing. You know, uh, it's it's quite common for people to go from what You know, most of society will, uh, unfortunately, class as, like, low-level sexual... uh, I can't think of the word, but, like... Like, bad-sex things. Low-level bad-sex things. And then they escalate, you know? Um, Similar to how um, that thing that murdered Sarah Everard... I'm not saying that bitch's name... Uh, because he does not deserve it, he should just stay in jail and be forgotten, and whatever um but it uh had committed a number of what people would consider low level crimes that weren 't particularly taken seriously by by anybody, by the police, by society at large. You know people will make jokes about flashing and stuff like that as if it 's a normal thing and indecent exposure um but those crimes escalated to the point where he kidnapped and and murdered a, a helpless woman. So I, I I don't find this shit funny. I don't think that we can just ignore it because I do think it escalates. Now, am I saying that this Conservative Member of Parliament is going to one day be on the news for murdering somebody? I don't know. I'm not saying that that's the case, but I'm saying that when we dismiss these lower level things sometimes it's a pattern of behavior that we're ignoring because we'd rather laugh about it or make fun of it or disregard it or say it's not that serious um but I, I would say it is a sign of serious dysfunction in a person. You know, that's that's just my opinion. I'm not saying before this bitch tries to sue me because he don't got a fucking job no more. So maybe he's going to be hurting for money and he needs some. Uh, if you're going to do that, by the way, guess who also has no fucking money, bitch. Um, But like, protect myself from losses. I'm not saying this man's going to turn out to be a murderer or a rapist. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it can be quite common for low-level uh, sexual um, improprieties to escalate. That's all I'm fucking saying. That's all. Um, so, this MP wasn't named for a couple of days. Um, and everyone was trying to guess. Uh, everyone was trying to figure it out. And I, I think that's, that's fair. Because I think that the public has a right to know um, if somebody is doing things like this in their place of work, and especially if their place of work affects all of us, I think we have a right to fucking know who it is, frankly. Um, so there was, there was no tea on who it was. Nobody knew, nobody knew. And then it's announced that it's Conservative Member of Parliament, Neil Parish. um... And uh, So he puts out this statement, and he says that he 's referring himself to be investigated, but he still intends to act as the member of parliament. well, of course he fucking does, of course he fucking does. entitlement is written all over this bitch. um this is the man that literally sits there feeling entitled to to watch fucking porn at work and and to force everybody around him into that sexual moment with him so obviously he's gonna sit there and be like well i also feel entitled to keep my very highly paid job that i don't deserve um so that's a thing he then (laughs) oh my god Mm. saturday was wild he says that he may have opened the porn by mistake. This bitch is really out here. Like I got ambushed by porn. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I mean, now, see that. Like his dumb fuck excuses. I have no problem with people making fun of that and joking about that because that's that's fine. The actual act of it itself, I, I have the issue with. But his dumb fucking excuses go for your life. Um. He's throwing it all out there. He's got <laughs> comments from his wife saying, "Oh, it's embarrassing now her i you know I feel slight sympathy for because she um has now been dragged into the the public eye because her husband is revolting um and she she didn't ask for any of this, and she didn't cause this. His fucked up behavior has caused this, and now she's having to be out here fucking talking." about this and probably one of the most humiliating moments of her life um and he's done this to her he has done this um the responsibility for all of the consequences of this rides solely on that fucking man um so i feel bad for her um you know if i'm honest um so she's saying about how it's embarrassing uh but she, she you know she says oh but he's you know he's a lovely man and she doesn't know and yada yada i mean of course she's gonna say that you know i i i don't feel i don't feel it would be cool to criticize her for saying that even if i disagree with her and i think that she's wrong because um look love is one hell of a drug you know what i mean if you love somebody you're gonna see what you need to see you know what i mean like (laughs) even if, even if it's obvious, and it's right in front of you, and it's on the front of the fucking papers, you are going to look at that person, and you're going to see them through a lens of love, so, do I agree? No, Um, am I going to let her have that delusion if she wants it? Fine, um, but, you know, as, as long as it doesn't go too far, we don't want another fucking Natalie Elphick moment, let me tell you that, um, so there's speculation about him being told he should resign but him pushing back and saying oh i don't want to i don't want to um he then uh he then finally resigns he finally resigns uh on saturday um and he refers to it as a moment of madness he admits that he watched pornography twice in the house of commons but he refers to it as a moment of madness. No. A moment of madness is something like. um. Oh, you know what? I had my own moment of madness last night. I went out. I was having a good time. <laughs> Girl. I couldn't get an Uber. They were all on fucking surge. Fucking pricing. And I was like. God oh, I'm not paying £15 for a £5 journey. So here's what I did. I walked across town. I got myself some chicken nuggets because that's what drunk girls do. And then by the by the time I had done that, Serge Preston had gone down. Now, some may call that a moment of madness. Maybe I could have been, you know, fucking snatched up in the street because women are supposed to pay attention to all that shit um, because it's apparently our responsibility to make sure we're not murdered. But I wanted fucking chicken nuggets, so uh, it is what it is. That was a moment of madness. Um, further moments of madness in my life are... Lots of, lots of gin, last night. I don't even fucking like gin, but there I was, drinking it. Madness. Moment of madness. Um. Although I don't have a hangover this morning, so look who won, besties. Those things are moment of madness. You know, uh, going into the shop, seeing a skirt and thinking, oh, I don't know that I'll ever wear that. I don't know if it will suit me. Trying it on and thinking, oh, fuck it, yeah, yeah, I look banging. Buying it probably never wearing it yeah that's a moment of madness moments of madness are like crazy little things you do but like you know it's a bit chaotic but nobody gets hurt nobody is harmed by it right this is not a moment of madness this is a deliberate choice that he made knowing full well that it would harm other people knowing full well that it was completely wrong Knowing full well that he absolutely shouldn't do it. And that there would be huge consequences if he did. Knowing that not only would those consequences be, you know, in terms of his career and his life. But also the, the well-being of everybody around him in that moment. And he chose to do it anyway. This was not a moment of madness. It was This was a moment of selfishness and entitlement. And I'm going to use that word again deviancy so no bitch uh so he resigns, signs he says it's a moment of madness it's a moment of madness um he's been suspended from the conservative party he's now resigned it's all a fucking shambles um he was giving an interview to bbc southwest and he said the situation was that funnily enough it was tractors i was looking at i know we ain't supposed to kink shame but i'm gonna fucking do it what the fuck um i did get into another website that had a very similar name and i watched it for a bit which i shouldn't have done I mean, I I I don't I don't watch porn, so I don't know how that would be possible to get from a tractor website to a porn website. Like I don't know, um, but I don't buy that for a fucking second. Although, if anybody, if anybody does have the tea, if anybody, uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to expose themselves, <laughs> not like that. Don't do it like that, because I will call the cops, and I'm not joking. But like, if you want to expose yourself for some kind of like. Is he talking about tractor porn? Like, I don't understand. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, di- God, I, I do not know how any of this shit works. But, I, like, if anyone knows how you get from a website about tractors to porn and is willing to explain that to me, um, okay. As usual, my email's in the description. Fine. Just don't send me any images or videos because, like I said the police will be called, okay, I'm not joking, bitch, I'm serious, Um, but, like, I don't, I don't buy that, and I don't get it, and that makes no sense to me, I don't understand how you get from, like, tractors to porn, that's not a thing, um, he then says, but my crime, my biggest crime is that on another occasion, I went in a second time, so, okay, his argument here is that he accidentally went from a tractor website to a porn website, and then sat and watched some porn for a little while and then on another occasion he deliberately went to the porn website without going through the track to fucking diversion or whatever if that's even real um so regardless he's still telling us that he sat and deliberately watched porn in his workplace twice. So I I don't care about the fucking tractors. I don't care that he thinks it's a moment of madness. Like I don't give a shit about none of that. The point is he watched porn deliberately twice in his fucking workplace in front of people and around people Um, in frankly very confined spaces because when you are... Uh, you, when you look on on tv for example and you see people sat on those benches in the house of commons they are small they are very concise they're all huddled together so if you know if you're sat next to someone they can probably see what's on your phone um especially if you're watching something like porn um they, they're going to know they're going to notice so that was deliberate he must have known that he must have known that it, it that other people would be aware, and that other people would therefore be made to feel uncomfortable, so uh, i i <laughs> I don't even get what the point of what he's saying is, like bitch, what the fuck um he said that what he did was absolutely totally wrong. I will have to live with this for the rest of my life. I made a huge, terrible mistake, and I'm here to tell the world. Um, no. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> what is this bitch talking about? Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. What the fuck? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You've already admitted that at least once it was deliberate. And frankly, I'm going to say twice because I still don't believe this whole, I was looking at tractors and then I accidentally saw boobs. I don't know what was going on. I don't fucking buy that. So I really do believe he did do it deliberately twice. Um, but the whole, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. No. No. How about you try fucking taking some responsive fucking bitch? I... Oh, my God. <laughs> he then talks about um, how it would have affected those women that had to be a, a, a part of that without their consent, you know. Uh, he said, I was wrong what I was doing, but this idea that I was there watching it intimidating women... I mean, I have twelve years in Parliament and probably got one of the best reputations ever, or did have well that reputation was fucking unearned wasn't it um and it is not for him to say how his actions affected other people. It is not his place to tell those women how they ought to feel it's not um it's also um you know it's it's a widely common. Thing everybody knows that that's a thing that happens. People know, you know, that's why you know things like flashing are a crime. That's why you know public you know touching of yourself and things is a fucking crime. That's why you know if if people get caught watching porn on buses or trains or whatever, they will be reprimanded for that. Like, wh- why do you think those things happen? I'll tell you why. It's because it's intimidating. It's because it's revolting. It's disgusting. It is forcing people without their consent to be a part of something that they don't want to be there for. So you don't get to tell those women that they don't get to feel like that. Shut the fuck up. It's not your business. Um, And, you know, here's the thing. The majority of men are not doing these things, Right? Why do you think that is? Because it's because they have a fucking awareness. Maybe they haven't experienced it for themselves, but they have enough awareness and enough compassion for the people around them to know, oh, if I just sat here watching porn, um, well, that would probably be quite upsetting for everybody around me. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And and here's here's the thing, right? And And, and this is my major issue with... which is misogyny as a whole um is this idea that that some men just don't don't understand because i don't believe that um i don't believe for a second that he actually believes um that he wasn't having an effect on people around him. I don't believe that. I think he knows that he was. He is just trying to front like he doesn't understand um, so that he can do the the standard defence of, you know, I went to some therapy or I talked to some women about my behaviour and I've gone on a journey and I'm all rehabilitated now so everybody has to be nice to me. But I think that's nonsense. I think he does know Um, exactly the kind of effect it would have had and I think he knows exactly the position he put those women in and I think that's probably why he did it Um, but he's playing dumb now because it's going to give him an out because in a couple months he can resurface and he can be like I've been working on myself I've been digging really deep I've been talking to women about their experiences and I was so shocked and upset and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm bettering myself. And people will forgive him because they always do because people fall for that shit for some reason. Um, But the fact of the matter is, ask yourself, ask yourself why we are expected to believe that a man... In a position of power. A man that considers himself to have a a great reputation. um, And a man who. As far as we know. Has no. Like no. No reason to not understand. Basic social decency. Why are we now expected to believe that he, he has no understanding of it? Because this, this is the thing, there is not anything biologically, um, not, even, not even really socially, I'm not even going to give that excuse here. Uh, there is nothing that stops men from understanding that harassment is wrong, that, you know, exposing yourself is wrong, that rape is wrong. Nothing, right? It's just some don't want to acknowledge it. Right? The majority will. I'm sure that the majority of men will never rape anybody. They will never assault anybody. Um, you know, because most men are acting normal. Right? So the question is, why are we making excuses for the ones that won't? Why are we allowing them to make excuses for themselves too? Um... So he said, "I was wrong. I was stupid. I lost sense of mind, and <laughs> he made a total full apology for his actions um no no i'm not i'm sorry i'm not fucking buying it i'm not I'm absolutely not fucking buying this shit at all. I refuse, I refuse." to accept um this idea that it was a a temporary issue he lost his senses for a moment but he's going to be fine now um it was just a little mistake he did this shit twice he did this shit twice and christ knows what else he's been up to that we don't know about i'm not i'm not fucking trusting him on his word when he says oh it was just a little thing oh it was an accident i didn't mean to fuck off no, absolutely not. I refuse to accept that. Um, I think part of the reason why we are still trapped in this situation where these things happen repeatedly is because, frankly, frankly, we're too soft. We are too soft. I'm sorry, but I have to say it. Um, I mean, this man... This fucking man, Neil Parish, Neil fucking Parish. He had the audacity, uh, the fucking audacity, uh, to go on GB News, right? Knowing full well, he would have known that he was the member of parliament, the secret member of parliament that had been watching porn. He would have known that because he knows his own life. He went on GB News when his identity hadn't been revealed yet. And he spoke to GB News and was talking as if he had no idea, talking about how this person had to be punished, there would be an investigation, yada, yada, yada. He knew full well at the time that he had done it, that he was the one everyone was searching for. He knew... He fucking knew that it was him. And yet he went on, on television, right? If you can call GB News that. And he, he looked the presenter in the eye and pretended that he had no idea who this MP was. Even though it was literally him. Like, he was literally the guy. And he was fronting like he didn't fucking know. He was fronting like he had no idea. And I'm sorry, but what the fuck? That is not the actions of somebody that has done anything to prove that they deserve a second chance. That is the actions of somebody that was desperately hoping to get away with it. So that they would never have to face the consequences. And could potentially do it again. Like that's... (laughs) And now we're expected to feel bad for him. Because he's been embarrassed. And he feels bad. And he's going to go on a journey in a couple months. And come back and be like, I've changed. I've changed. I read some books from the library about feminism. And now I'm all better. Fuck off. And... (laughs) Because this problem is not, is not going to go away until we actually, until we actually get tough on it. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just tea. Um, so this kind of kicked off a lot more conversations about um, harassment, abuse um, that women are facing um, in the House of Commons. Um Sorry, I just had to put some lip balm on there. I got so angry that uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been known to happen, darling. Anyway, so uh the International Trade Secretary Anne-Marie Trevelin uh she said, All of us women in Parliament have been subjected to inappropriate language and to wandering hands. It doesn't change um she said that there was a few male mps that think that being elected makes them god's gift to women and suddenly think they can please themselves uh she (laughs) and i want to i want to say and i want to make this clear because i'm about to go into this a little and i want to be clear that this is not me dragging her because it's not her fault um but she said fundamentally if you're a bloke keep your hands in your pockets and behave as you would if you had your daughter in the room now i i'm not trying to drag her because frankly this isn't her problem to solve um and i know that maybe she thinks that is what the kind of men that are doing this need to hear but it's not going to work, girl. It's not. It is absolutely not going to work because men that behave like this would have heard that before and they're still acting like that. Um also, men like this, men that do that, men that will harass women, men that will rape women, men that will intimidate and bully women, men that will touch women, um those are not men that respect the opinions of women. So if you, if you think that they're going to hear you when you say to them, act like you would if your daughter was in the room. Firstly, they're probably not going to listen to that anyway. And secondly, what makes you think they're going to respect their own daughter? Like, I'm sorry, but they're probably not going to. Um, so this, this is essentially a problem that women cannot solve okay like i'm i I, look i i love the thought that women can do anything i really really do i love that for me but being realistic this is a problem that can only be solved by the men that are acting this way women we are essentially powerless because they don't respect us they don't respect what we have to say they don't respect how we feel uh, they don't respect how their actions are going to affect us. They don't care. They don't care. Um, so, you know, us pleading with them, trying to reason with them, it's not going to do anything. They're, it's not going to go in. They're not going to listen. They don't care. They don't give a shit. Um. Telling them to think about their daughters and their granddaughters and their mothers and their sisters—that's probably not going to go in either, because they probably don't respect them either. Like they—they're they're not going to care. They are just not going to care. Um, I, I. Like I'm, I'm sorry, girlies, to be the one to tell you this, but it is what it is. Um, it's it's a lesson I learned. Um, not not so much just with you know misogyny. But also um, as somebody who is a little bit ethnic. It's a lesson I learned about racism as well. Um, there are going to be some people that are racist. And it doesn't matter how I try and reason with them. About the fact that I'm I'm just a person just like them. And, you know, we can all get along and yada yada. yada. They're not going to listen to me. They don't care about me. They, they don't care about how their actions are going to affect me. They don't give a shit. So the change has to come from within them. They have to pick it up on their own. They have to do that work on their own. And if they're not going to, they're just not going to. Some people are just lost. And there is no benefit in you trying to, in you wasting your energy, frankly. Um, now, I'm not saying at all that we should just abandon trying to um, make life better for for women, um, you know, or anything like that. That's That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that if we are to truly have liberation... That is only going to come by dismantling their places of power. Um, somebody like this man, somebody like Neil Parrish, should have no power at all. Because look at what he's done with it. Look at what he's done. <laughs> he, he doesn't even respect other women that are on the same level as him in terms of career. He doesn't respect... Um, You know, the women of the cabinet. He doesn't respect his fellow MPs that are women. Um, If he can't even bring himself to show respect to them. What makes you think he's going to respect any other woman? It's too late for him. It's too late for him. He should not be a man in power. Um, So that's why it's important to be standing candidates against people like that to try and remove them from power because they had their chance to be a decent human being and they couldn't fucking do it so you get one shot bitch goodbye like that's it like that's how it has to be no more of this whole letting someone go on a journey or letting someone go on a training course and come back or uh, Let them have a couple of years outside of public life and then come back after. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Um, you have to believe what people show you. If a man just walks in and says, I don't respect women and I'm going to make women uncomfortable and intimidate them and I'm going to watch porn in my place of work and I'm going to disrespect all of these women here. I'm going to disrespect all my constituents at home because I don't give a shit just just throw the whole man out like <laughs> he's a lost cause he can't be saved <laughs> he's for the fucking streets like whatever um stand people against them strong candidates get them out because they cannot be making decisions about people's lives like the, the job of a member of parliament is too important it's just it's, we're not we're not doing that It's not happening um and this needs to be a priority for parties as well as careful vetting of their own candidates so that we are making sure that this shit is not happening repeatedly um (laughs) just telling these men hey hey think about your daughters think about your mum it's not gonna click like i'm sorry but it's too late for them it ain't never gonna go in unless they decide to make the change and that is incredibly unlikely and frankly i don't think thinking about their kids or whatever is gonna do that but we don't we don't have the time we don't have the energy to be trying to fix these people um we have important shit to do <laughs> these are important jobs and we need to make sure that they are filled with people that actually deserve to be there because they're actually going to help people they're not going to be sitting there watching porn fucking we don't need that no 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 um <laughs> um i would also say um You know, if we want to get serious. The only people I can think of that potentially, potentially have any power to get through to these kinds of men would be other men um, who see themselves as as different or special or whatever. Um, But just so those men know... Your options are limited because, like I said, talking to them about their kids or their mums or whatever, they're not going to pay attention to that. They don't care. Uh, They are too radicalised for that. It's not going to help. You're going to need to do a lot more. And maybe for once, um, don't come to women for the solutions because, I mean, we've been going over this for years. Like, generations of women have been making it very clear what we need. We just need to be treated with respect and compassion and to be given the same opportunities as men. Like, that is literally it. All we need is for the barriers between us and those opportunities to be taken down. Um, We shouldn't be having to fucking run through a maze of fucking drunk, handsy old men and people assuming that because we can get pregnant, that makes us less valuable and fucking patronizing nonsense like that's like that's it that's the key be respectful be kind tear down the barriers that's all it's not difficult like it's just it's just normal humanity actually and i don't understand where some men will repeatedly come to women and be like so what can i do to help What can I do to make you feel safe? Just be normal. Just be normal. I'm tired, bro. I don't have time to hold your hand through this shit again. I don't have time. There is so much um, expectation for women to repeat themselves over these things. As if men have never been told this. But you have. Sexual harassment is wrong. Rape is wrong. Coercing people is wrong. Bullying is wrong. Touching people without their consent is wrong. Um, Fucking following women down the street is wrong. Watching porn at work is wrong. None of this is new. None of this is new information. So to any of the men who feel like going out there to fight the patriarchy, fine. But don't fucking come to me asking me what you should do. Because we've already told you. And I'm not going over this again. I, I won't. Um, step the fuck up. Step the fuck up and earn the label of decent man or feminist. Because I'm not doing that work for you okay, I have enough shit to do, your turn, you fucking do something, um, those men are your problem now, (laughs) but, um, there's been some suggestions coming in from men, uh, (laughs) and I had to laugh, I had to laugh, um, Ben Wallace, the Defence Secretary, said that MPs should stay out of Parliament's bars to clean up the Westminster sexism culture. Um... No, boo-boo, because we've still got sexist men running around ruling politics when they're sober, okay? Alcohol is not the only problem here. Now, uh, should those bars exist? I don't know. I don't think so, honestly. I think it's kind of weird for a workplace to have that many drinking establishments or even just one. I mean, what the fuck is that? Um, but alcohol, I am not willing for that to be used as an excuse here. Like, I'm not having it. Um, because, (laughs) no, this is not an issue of just these men who are doing this being drunk. That is not the only problem that we have here. Um, it is not that they are, you know, it's not just the drinking. It is not just the fucking drinking. Um, this is clearly, um, problems with what these men believe and how they act and how they interact with the world and that's not going to matter if they're drunk or not because drinking doesn't suddenly turn you into a different person um maybe it amplifies certain parts of yourself that maybe are not nice to talk about but those problems are already going to be there you know, so <laughs> we are we are not fucking blaming this on drinking. That's not a thing that we are going to fucking do. Um, <laughs> another minister said. Uh, He disagreed uh, with Ben Wallace. He doesn't think drinking is the problem. He says that closing Parliament's bars in a bid to tackle a culture of sexual misconduct on the estate would be excessively puritanical. I mean... I I think people are throwing out all the stuff about the bars on the parliamentary estate as a distraction, frankly, because I don't think like I said, I don't think that is the issue at all, Um, because I'm sure that harassment and abuse has also happened when these men have been sober. So I don't think that alcohol is the primary issue. Um, But, you know, if you want to keep bringing up these bars, let me just fucking say it. Um, No, fucking close them. We'll close them and then we'll keep working on other things to actually deal with the sexual misconduct because I don't think that the bars are completely connected. But I think we should just shut them anyway because they're supposed to be fucking working. And, you know, maybe if we close those bars, they'll be more productive. You know, it's funny because a lot of conservatives will go on about how people had to stop working from home because it's slowing productivity but they don't want to talk about their bars being closed. They don't want to talk about that. That's interesting. Um But you know, I I, I don't I wouldn't say it's excessively puritanical. Um I, I think there is a valid conversation to be had about why it's accepted for there to be bars in a workplace where the people working there are making decisions about our everyday lives. I don't think that's normal and I don't think that's acceptable. Um, I just don't think that it is right for that conversation to take over an existing conversation about deeply ingrained misogyny and how it manifests in our political system and how it's affecting the women that are there. Like we can have the conversation about binge drinking in politics uh on another day because I think both of them are very important topics that need their own space, and I do think, like I said, I have to be honest, I think some conservatives are bringing that up to try and excuse it and to just say, "Oh well, it's just a few rotten apples that happen to be very drunk." We're, we'll just, we'll just limit the drinking and then we won't talk about it ever again. We don't, we don't need to have an inquiry or do an investigation or anything like that. No, we just, need, just some people just need to like, you know, limit themselves to a couple of units a night and it'll be fine, but it, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be fine. And I, 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 I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, beyond like forcing these kinds of people out of out of politics and replacing them with candidates that are not disgusting like I I, beyond that I don't know what to do but I have to be honest I have come to the conclusion that this isn't a problem that it's my job to solve anymore you know am I affected by this problem of course (laughs) oh my god like my my daily life is just non-stop fucking <laughs> misogyny. But I didn't cause that problem and I don't benefit from it. So I feel like the people that are a part of upholding it, I feel like they should they should be fucking fixing this but they're not gonna so I'm probably in the end gonna turn around and be like oh well you're not gonna fucking do it so I'll do it because that's the very woman thing to do isn't it um so I probably will end up doing that at some point but for now I'm just angry and very tired and uh, you know what I mean So, following on from the whole um, Daily Mail, Mail on Sunday, fucking gross mess um, about Angela Rayner, Boris Johnson put out a tweet, I guess in his mind it was a tweet of solidarity. Um, So, let's read it. So he said, as much as I disagree with Angela Rayner on almost every political issue, I respect her as a parliamentarian and deplore the misogyny directed at her anonymously today. Um, so firstly, I don't think that it was necessary to put in the little dig at the beginning about him disagreeing with her. I think he could have just said, I respect Angela Rayner as a parliamentarian and deplore the misogyny directed at her anonymously today like that would have been fine. I don't underst- like uh, I I don't understand the need to include a thing saying, "Oh, I disagree with her" because that's not necessary. Like it doesn't need to fucking be there, but he did. Um and then <laughs> Nadine Doris tweeted the exact same thing, which kind of took the sincerity out of Boris Johnson's own post because either either he copied what someone told him to put and she just copied it as well, or, like, uh, it, it just seemed very much like it was a, a planned thing and they were all told, or oh, maybe change up a couple words. So it, it was written by somebody else, and so it wasn't something that he really felt. It wasn't coming from his heart. And, I mean, that's just Boris Johnson all over, really, isn't it? And this is this is why um (laughs) this you know this kind of stuff is is why i don't buy his whole you know i'm really really sorry for party gay i'm really really sorry i'm so sorry i'm standing up here and i'm telling you from my heart and my soul i'm really fucking sorry um you know he keeps apologizing for these parties but you know we've pretty much got proof here with this you know tweet of solidarity to angela rayner that was probably written by somebody else so he he can't even show solidarity with a colleague um on his own he needs someone to hold his hand and do it for him um because he can't even bring himself to say this attack on you is horrible and i'm really sorry that it happened to you he can't he can't even do that and it's it's just really pathetic um but also it came out this week that Boris Johnson is preparing to admit that he was at yet another of the uh Downing Street parties uh but his excuse this time is that he went to that party to conduct a job interview um so he was interviewing a member of staff uh for recruitment purposes and he just so happened to be carrying out that interview at a party um Yeah, sure, Jan. Okay. Uh, I believe you thousands wouldn't. Um, But, you know, this is what I mean. You know, he's always got some flimsy, ridiculous excuse. And the fact that the the fucking excuses are so flimsy and ridiculous, I I would say that is sort of a further sign of disrespect. It's like he really thinks that people are stupid and will just fall for anything. Like, he, he literally doesn't care. He has no respect for the public whatsoever ever. Um, which was further displayed when he was he was referring to people who work from home. And he said, I have to ask myself, I'm the custodian of the public purse. And I'm looking at how much we're taking and how much we're spending. Whether actually it is as productive. So he's trying to argue that people who are working from home are, according to him, suffering from post-Covid <laughs> manana culture. Says a man who, during a global health crisis, seemingly was constantly having parties, and he wants to front, like, people that are currently working from home are lazy and unproductive. Bitch, look in the fucking mirror. Um, But, you know, again, this this is... <laughs> more disrespect to the public it's constant um you know how how dare the public want to maybe have some kind of work-life balance how how dare they maybe want to have a slightly easier life and not have to go out and commute for like an hour uh you know an hour there and an hour back for no reason other than to sit in a different building and do exactly what they would have done at home like how dare they (laughs) And for him to have the the nerve, the fucking nerve and the audacity to criticise anybody for a lack of productivity, um, I have to laugh. I have to fucking laugh because... <laughs> otherwise i'm gonna lose it uh but there is a bright side um so reports are saying that the sue gray report in its full form full fucking evolution shiny sue gray uh (laughs) is apparently going to be so damning that johnson will have to quit um I don't mean to disrespect anyone that's seen that report and come to that conclusion. I don't wanna I'm not trying to drag you, I'm not trying to fucking come for you, but have you seen how shameless this man is? Like do you know? Like are you aware of that? Because I don't I don't I don't think he has it in him to feel shame. You know how like you know, Andrew the fucking nonce of York was like, I don't sweat. Boris Johnson is like I don't feel shame like that's my special talent. I can't feel shame because like I got an injury a couple of years back or something, and like a war. And then you look at him and you're like Boris, you weren't in a war. And he's like, Yeah, I was. And you're like, Boris, you're lying. And he's like, No, I'm not. And he's just smiling at you because he's just lying without even thinking about it. It's just what he does. Like he he would he he just lies without thinking. He doesn't feel shame. I don't think that any report could be damning enough for him to seriously stand there and say, oh, yeah, OK, fair enough. I should resign. I should I should resign. He he is going to have to be forced out by his own party because there is no way that this man is ever going to feel any kind of shame or any kind of remorse or any kind of guilt. He He's not capable of it from what he has shown us. Like, I'm sorry. So I don't mean to drag the people that have these ideas, but I think it's a little naive. That's all. <laughs> like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh uh, well, it's time to drag somebody else. Let's drag Rory Stewart, who apparently uh does not go. Rory Stewart, former Conservative MP, once walked a bunch of places. Um, stood for the Conservative leadership. Tried to stay over at people's houses and shit. And he was like, oh, Rory walks. Rory comes and stays at your house. Rory does a bunch of fucking Twitter videos or whatever. Rory takes a picture with, with some black people and looks disconcerted. Um, so, yeah, he, he decided to fucking say some shit this week. He said that it was insane to think of the Scottish borders and Cumbria as in different countries. Um... Well, I mean, they are, Rory. They are. Like, I I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, I I don't know what you want me to fucking say, man. Like, (laughs) some things just are true. Like, (laughs) sorry, babe. Sorry, but uh, (laughs) what the fuck? I don't even know what to say to that. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think sometimes, um, you know, people will get fooled with a posh accent and they'll think someone like Rory Stewart is really clever and it's like, we'll go. Anyway, so here I am on Scotland's Wikipedia page. Oh, let's look at this. Scotland as a country, our country, Rory Stewart just lost his shit. Our country that is part of the United Kingdom oh well would you look at that the united kingdom is actually a collection of various countries oh my god i i'm sorry if rory finds it insane but like it is what it fucking is like there are there are tons of countries that have land borders with each other so i don't understand why he's acting brand new like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why is why is he fronting like this? Is so insane when it's actually very normal across Europe as well as other continents. Like, <sighs> honestly, girl, clownery. Um. So the cost of living continues to go up, and we're all suffering. Let's have some bright ideas from one of the greatest minds in the cabinet. It's the Transport Secretary, Grant Shapps. Uh, So he said his idea uh, was making MOTs on cars mandatory every two years instead of one. So reducing road safety, potentially causing more accidents and getting people hurt and killed um, to to save a teensy bit of money? No, Grant Shapps, no. Um, I don't actually understand what this man does successfully as transport secretary. All of his ideas are fucking stupid. Like, oh, let's just, you know, clean up graffitis on trains but not deal with the fact that trains are incredibly expensive to commuters and, and to users. Oh, let's, you know, just never talk about how shit buses are outside of London. That's a great idea. Oh, let's just just, just fucking cut road safety rules. Fuck it. Just let dangerous cars drive on the roads. Fuck it. Why not? What, what does he do? What does he do all day? I don't understand. I... Uh, I'm I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Uh <laughs> um but we at least know uh something that Pretty Patel sometimes does with her day. She she goes to James Bond premieres, uh, you know, the movies, James Bond, um my favourite Bond movie is Golden Eye um and The Spy Who Loved Me because I have taste. Um anyway. <laughs> oh, but my favourite Bond is Piss Brosnan. Um anyway, 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 anyway. Uh so she she went to a, a James Bond premiere and she was uh she was gifted a ticket. Um and Chris Bryant at the Standards Committee asked why she accepted that gift. Um and he asked what the film premiere had to do with her role as Home Secretary. And here is the answer he got from Michael Ellis. He um, was a full-time clown. The nature of the film is connected to executive function. <laughs> James Bond isn't real, bro. What are you talking about? What are you saying? What are you... Girl. I... <laughs> Oh, my God, no. What are you saying? What are you... What? Come on. That's nonsense. Like, honestly, I would have respected it more if he'd have said she wanted to go and, you know, fucking walk the red carpet and feel all fancy and feel her fantasy for a little while. Like, I'd have respected it more if he just said that. Um, Not come up with a useless, ridiculous, uh, absolutely insane excuse. Um go, what is this? uh speaking of nonsense <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh girl, I had to laugh. The Scottish conservatives are accusing the s m p of using the Loch Ness monster. To brainwash school pupils with nationalist propaganda. (laughs) When this came up on my feed, I was like, that is a confusing combination of words and I don't understand what's happening here. I I mean... (laughs) Um... God. First off, Little Miss Loch Ness Monster, I believe in you. And if you are listening, hey girl, I am a stan. Um, I hope you're doing well and I hope you're having a fabulous day. Um, and I'm so sorry that these Tories had your name in their mouths. I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry, girl. So... um. <laughs> I just girl, I was screaming. So Russell Findlay he got pissed, girl, he was mad. Mad up in Holyrood, girl. He was uh attacking the Scottish government um for educational resources um that happened to feature the Loch Ness monster. Um and So, in these resources, uh, it's talking about film analysis and stuff like that. Um, Which, that's just a part of school. Like, I don't really understand... (laughs) Like, we're getting mad at teachers for educating kids now? (laughs) Okay, girl. Okay. Um, And and also looking at the Loch Ness Monster as a metaphor, you know, and stuff like that. Um, So... (laughs) He complained about the <laughs> about the Loch Ness monster being politicized, <laughs> ah! <laughs> bitch. That's hilarious. Um, he described it as nationalist propaganda that was brainwashing pupils. Oh no! How scary. Oh, just wait until you see what's happening in in English schools. In some of them, the teachers are having to use their own money to buy school supplies for the kids. And they're having to protest to actually make sure that kids living in poverty have free school meals. Like, imagine that. That's some real scary shit going on in schools. Maybe you should just be thankful that that's not a thing you have to worry about. And so you have to make up problems involving the Loch Ness Monster. I'm just saying, some of these, some of these Scottish tourists need to learn to count their fucking blessings, okay? Because shit could be a lot worse, all right? So I'm just, I'm just saying, girl. I'm just saying. Jacob Reesmog. <laughs> he could be your problem. That's a thought. Um, so uh, Jacob reesmog is apparently leaving notes... Uh, for civil service who aren't at their desks. He's just going around bothering the civil service now. Um, It says, Sorry you were out when I visited. I look forward to seeing you in the office very soon. With every good wish, Jacob Rees-Mogg. What a cunt. All this fucking passive-aggressive nonsense. Bitch, shut up. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Um, So... (laughs) I, (laughs) apparently it's to try and shame people into returning to their offices, uh, for people that are working from home, uh, no, Jacob Rees-Mogg, no, I don't fucking think so, uh, mind your fucking business, um, and leave people to work in a way that works for them, because, You have no right to speak, Mr. fucking lying down in the chamber all fucking leisurely. Mr. fucking... (laughs) Mr. fucking making ridiculous Victorian jokes that nobody understands during your fucking speeches. Mr. fucking, you know, oh, I have a cabinet role, but the government couldn't even be asked to put in on the website what it actually was. Shut the fuck up, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Maybe fucking worry about yourself and the fact that you're a mess. And leave the civil service the fuck alone. God, why am I out here simping for the civil service? But, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, an enemy of my enemy is someone I'm going to simp for, I guess. Um, Rishi Sunak, speaking of my enemies, uh, the Chancellor, is apparently building a swimming pool at his home. Um... That will cost £13,000 a year to heat. Meanwhile, uh, there are people that are literally struggling to heat their homes at all. And he doesn't want to help with that. Hmm. That's, uh, That's all I really have to say. He has thousands to just throw away, just throw a fucking way, heating a swimming pool. And meanwhile, some people can't even have their heating on in their homes. Makes you think, doesn't it? Hopefully it makes you want to register to vote as well. I'm just I'm putting that out there. Maybe you should go and go and check right now and just make sure you're registered, okay? I mean, I know that if, if you need to get registered now, you're probably gonna be a bit too late for the for the upcoming ones. But you know, there's always more elections on the horizon. Make sure you're registered, get ready. Call a friend, tell them, hey, hey, you wanna you wanna get registered to vote and potentially ruin a Tory's day by voting them out? Let's do it. It'll be fun. It'd be a fun activity. Uh, You know what's not fun? You know what's terrifying? You know what's horrifying? Gangs of seagulls. Let's get tough on seagulls, tough on seagull crime and tough on the causes of seagull crime. Or at least that is the mission of one conservative candidate. Her name is Louise Thomas. She's standing for the Conservatives and she is mad as fuck about seagulls. (laughs) she she's mad as fuck about seagulls they're terrorizing the streets of swansea um i'm sorry but like i feel like people would probably have bigger problems than seagulls but okay girl um but she she is uh (laughs) seagull gangs (laughs) i actually fucking love seagulls i think they're hilarious but i mean maybe that's because i don't live by the sea so maybe i feel a bit less worried about them and so they're kind of a luxury for me when i see a seagull i'm like hey buddy what's up you know so it's it's cool for me but like i don't know um so <laughs> she has been campaigning on this issue uh as she put it, the real issue of seagull nonsense uh, nuisance in Swansea. <laughs> seagull nuisance, okay. I mean, look, I, I, I could understand mentioning it, but mentioning it as much as she has is perhaps a bit over dramatic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I do I do. You know, have to wonder if, if there could be more that she could be doing for local people. But I guess they'll make that decision when they cast their votes. So we'll see um, if seagulls really are a priority to the good people of Swansea. We will find out. Um, so. Not all is well within the Conservative Party. No, 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 no. A Conservative councillor in Elmbridge resigned this week from his local Conservative Party and endorsed the Liberal Democrat candidate in the upcoming local elections. He wrote a letter, he had this to say. Dear resident, I have been a councillor in Walton for 23 years. You may have read in the press that I have resigned from the Conservative group in Elmbridge I can no longer support the Conservatives. The primary role of a councillor is to represent and support their local community. Sadly, the Elmbridge Conservatives believe that the councillor's prime responsibility should be to promote Dominic Raab, not them dragging him, I love that, and national politics. I cannot support this. I've I've always put the local community first. I am writing to urge you to vote for Kirsty Hewins, the Liberal, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, Queen, the Liberal Democrat candidate. The Liberal Democrats are currently running the council in partnership with the independent resident councillors. I've seen over the years and been impressed that unlike the Conservatives, they successfully work together with the independent councillors to run the council in a professional manner. They have approved a local plan that protects the Greenbelt. The... Anyway, he goes on to basically say, the Tories ain't shit, fuck Dominic Raab, vote Lib Dem. Um, it was quite unexpected. This is a guy that has been a councillor for the Conservatives since 2007. Um, and he's, he's really out there writing to people, posting these letters through their houses and saying, fucking vote Lib Dem, don't vote for the Tories. They deserve your vote. That's, that's crazy, but like crazy in a good way. Cause I I love seeing the conservatives in difficulty. You know this, um. So we had we kind of had to stand. We kind of had to stand. So the High Court has found that the government broke the law by failing care home residents who died of coronavirus. Um, the policy to discharge pa- patients from hospital to care homes um, has been found to be unlawful uh, because the government did not take into account the risk to vulnerable residents from transmission from people that didn't have symptoms. Um, now, this kind of... It's not a shock, it's not a surprise, because I think at the time people could see it. Um, you know, there were people working in the care sector that were openly saying, we have no choice but to take back these patients, but it's, it's a huge risk and people are getting sick and we don't know what to do. And the government just, they're not helping us and we don't know what to do. Um, both hospitals and care homes were kind of, trapped in this situation because all they could do was follow the guidance and the, the government just refused to acknowledge that it was a problem um, the the case was brought by family members of people that had died in care homes of coronavirus um which is just unimaginable um the the strength that they have to be able to do that is incredible but it shouldn't have come to that we shouldn't be in a situation where our government is is lying is manipulating is gaslighting the families of people that have died um trying to throw about this delusion That the government had their arms around care homes and the government had a ring of protection around care homes um, and was protecting those people when we all know that they weren't. Um, One of the most uh, striking images of the pandemic for me and something that I still remember um, and I think about all the time uh, was a, a news report with a care home manager. Who was asked on camera about the support that she'd received from the government. And she showed them a box of face masks. And there weren't very many in there. And she said they won't even last the whole shift. And that's true. Um, that's true. And that that was all the support that she was getting at that time. Um, the government failed care homes. The government ca- failed the residents of care homes. They failed hospitals, they failed the staff, they failed their families. But now the government is desperate to move on and so they have to try and force people to believe absolute nonsense. It's not true that they threw their arms around care homes or they put a ring of protection around care homes. That's just not true. And now the High Court has found that as well. Um, And I think that that's an incredibly important development because it makes it harder for the government to keep pushing this lie you know because we have proof it's on the record it was found in court you know the, the the people that made this decision on this ruling have no reason to lie they have no reason to um to lie about what happened um i mean obviously you know the the victims of 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 this and and their families and the staff who were, who were there in the moment they have no reason to lie either but it is quite obvious that the government is willing to pretend that they are um to continue with the delusion um so an outside independent body that makes it harder for the government to discredit um and i th- i think at some point There will be an inquiry into the government's handling of COVID-19 and there will be a number of things in that inquiry that shock and disgust everybody. But I think everybody involved. A, will have moved on with their lives. B, will never face consequences for that. They won't. They should do, but they won't. Um... And it will be so far away in the future that that will be possible, which is why it's important for rulings like this to happen now. Um, while they're still in power, while they're still somewhat accountable, we have to nail this shit now. Because otherwise they're just going to run away, drive off into the sunset and pretend none of it ever happened. So I I wish that there wasn't a need for rulings like this. I wish that people hadn't lost their families, uh, their family members. I wish that the staff hadn't gone through such trauma. Um, I wish that the, the people that that died hadn't, obviously. but. But if this ruling potentially brings us even a tiny step closer getting justice for any of those people then i'm I'm good with that so douglas ross uh, <laughs> he was on t v this week acting the fall. Let's have a listen. Page 15 of your manifesto here. Scottish Conservative councillors will seek to ensure there are single-sex spaces available in all council-run facilities, including schools, parks and swimming pools. Just to be clear, single-sex facilities. Can trans women use the women's single-sex facilities in there? No, they can't. Is a trans woman a woman? No. She is a a female. um, Sorry, she is a a male who has changed her sex, but she has not changed her gender. Page 15. Okay. 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 I feel like it is uh, important to mention, by the way, that the Scottish Conservatives have really kind of flip-flopped and gone back and forth on trans-related things. Um... You know, just a couple of weeks ago, they split from the UK government and they were backing trans inclusive conversion therapy, for example. And then they quieted down about that real quick. And now Douglas Ross is on TV and he's like, "Um, well, actually, uh, we should we should exclude trans people from single sex spaces because reasons. <laughs> Um, And what I found interesting about this is, firstly, I don't really understand why something like this, um, which, frankly, councillors can't really promise, is on a council manifesto. I I mean, uh, you know, in terms of of building toilets or whatever, yes, of course, they can do that. Um, You know, of course, you know, conservative councillors, if elected, could you know set in motion a thing to build you know women's toilets and men's toilets and yada yada yada, but they they can't just sort of circumvent the equality act and say well uh, you know uh, i'm i'm afraid that only not trans people can use these uh yeah yeah these are special toilets that the equality act don't apply to uh so like that's not a thing so i I don't really understand what the point of having this in a in a council manifesto is because councillors can't change the law can they in terms of that so um it seems like he's just trying to jump in and play the culture wars and he has not played it well because as we heard he got a bit tongue-tied he got a bit confused um apparently according to douglas ross you can change sex now um that's a thing um but you can't change gender um okay okay it seemed to me watching that clip that he was given a bunch of talking points and got really fucking confused (laughs) and he didn't really like he was trying to remember them all like you know maybe he was rehearsing a bit backstage and he didn't really know what he was talking about he didn't really know what he was saying his heart's not really in it he doesn't he probably doesn't care all that much either way uh but he knows that there are going to be some voters that are wanting him to say one thing and some that are going to want him to say another um so he's just throwing shit out there and he's just hoping that he got it all in the right order. And unfortunately for him, he did not. Um so <laughs> that was uh, it was a it was a very confusing decision for him to like I said for him to to go on there and and not know what he was talking about because he clearly didn't. Um but also for it to be in the manifesto as I said that was a very confusing decision for me and I don't really understand why the Scottish Conservatives have backed themselves into a corner like that. That's a bit dumb. But, well, I mean, you know, Scottish or not, they are still Tories. So I like seeing them in difficulty. It's fun for me. Uh, speaking of LGBT-related things, uh, <laughs> the Welsh Government has announced this week um, further plans to ban conversion therapy in Wales. Um they actually uh they said that the uk government cannot be trusted to provide protections so wales will do so independently um so we'll have to wait and see what the plans are in detail but it is it's interesting and i i do well i do have a lot more faith in the welsh government you know over all things really Um, so that's cool. Um, it was actually, uh, lesbian visibility day this week. And shout out to the mayor of London, big Sadiq, um, Sadiq Khan for, um, flying the lesbian flag this week. And for using the version that I like, rather than the ugly sunset version, which I just think is hideous. Um... I know, I know he did that for me. He did that for me because we're like friends in another realm. No, I'm kidding, but like, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> so that was that was a cute moment. Um, less cute. Ah. Wow! Wow! Oh, girl. Uh, So, Russia. (laughs) We're jumping from one topic to a completely different place, girl. Russia has this week announced sanctions on over 200 members of the House of Commons. Um, I'm sure they're all heartbroken uh the weirdest thing is they appeared to be using an old list because there were quite a few people on the list that were no longer members of parliament um so i I, I don't know they're just sanctioning private citizens now, I guess um <laughs> and there were some people uh who were named incorrectly on the list um but yeah, so lots more of our parliamentarians banned. From Russia, however, will they go on? Oh, the horror! Ah, uh, <laughs> how will they live? How will they survive? Um. So, I'm gonna briefly say about this, but I'm gonna be careful what I say because I don't wanna get in trouble legally. I wouldn't survive prison, we know this. Uh so, uh Jamie Wallace, who is the MP for Bridgend and made headlines recently uh when he came out and and talked about his intention to transition in the future um has this week been charged with four driving offences relating to offences that took place uh last year I believe. Um and he will be appearing in front of magistrates on the tenth of May. I think at this point is the point where you're not supposed to talk about things because you've got a jail and I'm I'm not out here trying to be all like Tommy Robinson about it and go to prison because I don't want to do that. I would absolutely die in prison. It's true. Um so <laughs> <laughs> so I will not say any more I will just say that that is a thing that happened and yes and and when the trial concludes you can have my full thoughts and feels um so <laughs> yeah um there was a, a story that caught my eye this week and I mm, I was not sure I was not sure how I felt. I could see how a lot of other people felt. There was a lot of people that were very, very angry about this. But also there were some people that were angry about other things. And so I, I just wanted to talk about it briefly. So uh, there is a candidate for the Scottish Greens uh, called Heather Herbert, who is standing in Aberdeen. um, And she posted a tweet in regards to the current HRT shortage. So currently... There is a shortage of uh, medication treatments. I mean, I, I don't take HRT, so I don't know exactly, like, what the deal is. But there is a, a treatment uh, shortage, basically. So people are having a lot of trouble getting access to the medication that they need. Um. So there are a number of different reasons why people would be taking HRT. And so currently that means there's a lot of people struggling because of the shortage. So... Uh, Heather tweeted this. Okay. To my cis women friends caught up in the current HRT shortage. If you are thinking of getting black market HRT, at least reach out to a trans person before you give your money to some dodgy site. A lot of us have some experience and some and can recommend some slightly less dodgy sites. So, there were a number of people, um, that took issue with this tweet, um, and they kind of read it as, um, as as her advising people to take black market drugs um so <laughs> firstly firstly i really do think that access to these treatments through the traditional methods, you know, through the NHS. Um, oh, sorry, my, my drink bottle just made a noise. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, this shortage should be looked at with a lot more seriousness than I think it is being, because, and I, I think if this was a, a shortage that was affecting, um, you know, other other groups of people, it probably would have been, but this is going to be something that is affecting, you know, primarily, of course, menopausal women um, and, and trans people. And those are sort of two groups of people that in terms of society are probably not getting all that much attention. I remember my grandma telling me once that once women get older, people just stop paying attention to them. Um, And I think that's very true. And I think, um, I mean, obviously women's healthcare is not, it's not taken as seriously as it ought to be. And there are huge ramifications for that. You know, there are a lot of medical advances that could have been made that haven't been because people don't focus on women's health care and they don't focus on women's needs. Um, so I, I mean, look, I don't mean to cast aspersions, but I would imagine that this HRT shortage not being taken as seriously and not being resolved as quickly as it could have been. In my opinion, I do think, I do think it has something to do with the fact that women are, other people affected um so i i i think that we should be talking more about that a hundred percent i understand that a number of people that are being affected by this are going to be incredibly frustrated um and rightly so i mean (laughs) like i said i don't think that there is any other group where their medical needs could be ignored and they could not have access to their medication and that would be deemed acceptable. Like, I I just, I don't see it. Um, And I, I do think that we should not be looking at potentially dangerous websites because I don't think that loss of money is the biggest danger with looking online for medication i i don't think that's the case um i think there are much bigger dangers than that you know you don't know what you're going to be getting if you if you buy things online um it kind of reminds me of (laughs) when i was a kid like i'm going completely off track here, but like when i was a kid we had this drug education video that we had to watch at school i I mean i was never going to take drugs anyway because like i was just like no i don't want to do that that's not for me, um, for various reasons. But <laughs> um, there was this bit in the video where they talked about like how you don't know what you're gonna get when you buy drugs. You know, you might get like the actual drugs that you're expecting, but there was you know this this guy in the video, and he's given like drugs, but it's also got like rat poison in or like drain cleaner or something. Anyway, his ear exploded. And <laughs> so obviously, like, that was enough to, like, terrify me. Um, but, like, I was not... I was not going to do that, girl. And I think, you know, this is a similar issue. You know, if you're buying HRT online, you don't know that you're actually getting what what you are asking for. You don't know that you're going to get something that's safe and so I do understand why people would say it's not really appropriate for for a counselor to be suggesting this or a potential counselor to be suggesting this however however I'm going to I'm going to say this reading what she said um it kind of, to me, it kind of read similar to, you know, to when I was, uh, you know, when I was a kid, for example, not not a kid, obviously, like, late teens, late teens. Uh, and my <laughs> my poor mother, you know, she's having this conversation with me about, you know, protection, you know, for, for things like sex. Now, of course, she was she was not to know. She was not to know at the time, because I wasn't gonna tell her that she didn't need to speak to me about you know contraception and avoiding accidental pregnancy and things like that. Because I had no wish to have sex with a man. Um but she didn't know that because I I because I, I didn't tell her, you know. Um but <laughs> But so she, she, bless her little heart, goes through this conversation with me, you know, and it's not to encourage me to do it because she doesn't want me to do it. Secretly, I don't want me to do it either. None of us wants me to do it, but she wants me to have the knowledge that I need if I do. So if I do go and have sex she would rather that I know about things like contraception and things like consent and things like that um, rather than not knowing and potentially ending up with an infection or pregnant or something like that or the the many terrifying things that can happen. Um, She wanted me to have some kind of awareness and to be able to make slightly informed decisions, you know? Um, And that, to me, was kind of how this tweet read. I still don't know that it was appropriate, but I, I don't think that she meant it. I don't think that the candidate meant it in the sense of, you should go online and you should buy black market HRT. I think she meant it more as... If you're going to do it, talk to someone and get advice first. Don't just jump into it. Um, I think it probably would have been more advisable to either not say it at all, especially if you're standing for election. I mean, that seems a bit insane. Um, Or at the very least, um, you know, put something in there condemning it, you know, and saying... I wouldn't recommend it and I don't think you should. But if you're going to anyway, speak to somebody with more experience and do everything you can to keep yourself safe. Um, but I mean, the Internet's forever, babe. So, um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I can see why some people were angry about about the 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 tweet but uh, i i i don't i don't think that the candidate had bad you know intentions and i i think maybe it was just incredibly poorly worded um and so i i would advise her to uh <laughs> to to think about that next time she tweets especially uh when you are standing for election. Um but I I would not be you know, speaking on specific medical issues because it's it's just not advisable. The the fact of the matter is, you know, elected officials or even candidates for election are taken very seriously. And so you have to remember, even if it's not your intention to to kind of act as some kind of medical advisor. There are going to be some people who might actually... Do that anyway. And take you seriously. So you've got to be real careful. Anyway, moving on to something completely different. <laughs> um, there's an election coming up in Northern Ireland. And it looks as if there could be a new... A new party in charge... Sinn Féin is set to be the largest party in Northern Ireland. Which would mean that Michelle O'Neill could be the new First Minister of Northern Ireland. Um, This is quite shocking news. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know. I don't know. Um obviously my greatest hope and when it comes to Northern Ireland it is always my greatest hope I I just want for the people of Northern Ireland to have stability to have a government that is focused on serving the people um and doing right by the people of Northern Ireland um I guess I guess we're going to have to wait and see. What is going to happen um, on the 5th of May. But this is potentially huge news. Uh, we'll see what's, what's going to happen there. Um, things that have already happened. Um, the, <laughs> the policing bill is on its way to receiving royal assent. So, uh, great great just what we need to give the police many of which we're finding out on an almost daily basis are terrifying we just need to give them more power and give the public less power and take away the the rights of the public to protest and speak up that's fabulous fabulous um i do not trust any of that as a thing um do I trust police officers? No. Do I trust the police as an institution? No. Do I trust the UK government? No. Uh so I uh, It's frustrating. It is frustrating because because it feels like these are changes that will do irrevocable damage to our democracy and we have a government that feels entitled to do that to do that damage like they don't care um, sometimes it makes me just want to like give up and stop caring because if I didn't care it would feel less horrible but but damn it my my. My family raised me better than that. I can't be doing that. <laughs> I can't be doing that. Let's let's talk about something that might cheer me up. Slight, slight indication that maybe the police have decided to fucking rate. You know, do their jobs and actually get on with actually serving the public and so on and so forth and protecting the public and trying to actually deal with crime. Uh, Michelle Moan, who's in the House of Lords, is a conservative peer. And and you may remember her from from the, uh, the accusations of racism that were levelled at her, uh, to which she responded that she couldn't be racist because she built schools in Africa or some shit. Uh, well, her home was raided this week by police Um, as part of an investigation into a multi-million pound fraud case involving PPE and her. So, I mean, where does this go? We don't know. They're still looking into it, apparently. Um, I don't have complete faith in the system that something is actually going to be done here. But, I mean... I want to believe, but <laughs> but I, I've wanted to believe in a lot of things, so <laughs> so who even knows uh with 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 this crazy fucking timeline that we live in um these crazy fucking times and this crazy life I mean who even knows um yeah. So let's talk about yet another disgusting person that should not be anywhere near power. There's a fucking lot of this going around. Our uh, Labour MP Liam Byrne has been suspended from the House of Commons for 2 days. 2 days apparently is all. Um for bullying a former member of staff. A two-day suspension for a, from a job where half the time many of the people working there don't even bother to turn up anyway. I mean... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the Parliamentary Standards Commissioner said that his behaviour was a significant misuse of power Okay, well, why are you just suspending him for two days then? Is that all you got? Really, love. Uh, So Liam Byrne has said he is profoundly sorry. Um, Again, is that all you've got? You're profoundly sorry. I mean... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, I, the, the the person that complained said that they felt ostracised. Um, and. Oh God. He said that he felt devastated and increasingly isolated. I knew my job was over and nothing could be done to get it back. But now my career and labour was at risk too because I had no reference. I mean, I'm sorry, but from what I can see here, we have somebody that bullied a staff, a staff member, um, threatened their career. And all that happens is he says he's sorry and he's suspended for two days and that's it. Nothing more. Nothing else happens. What's going to stop him doing it again? What's, what's gonna happen I mean <laughs> this this is the problem that we have is that there's no there's never any real consequences you know there, there just isn't it's just non-stop fucking nonsense from these people and they never have to face up to it which you know it's frustrating, and and you know, like I said, my my earlier suggestion or whatever, of of just fucking, fucking stand against them, vote them out. Like the the women's equality party does this, and I I really would like to see other parties working with them on this. Um, so in a number of seats where the person that they're standing against had been accused of of harassment, abuse, bad behaviour they would they would stand someone who obviously you know could actually conduct themselves like a normal person and they they would talk about those things in the campaign and I, I think other parties reaching out, collaborating together, working together um on campaigns like that, um, you know, maybe with kind of understandings of okay, we'll stand down for you in that seat and you can do it for us there. Um, you know, kind of a progressive alliance, but focusing really, really heavily on MP misconduct could actually get some results um i just i think it's an interesting idea that's all i'm just saying that's all for this week besties unless something else crazy happens in which case i'll see you in a minute but i mean i'm hoping that's not gonna happen (laughs) it's a bank holiday when these people let me rest. anyway um if you enjoyed the show then i hope you'll stick around and i hope you'll consider giving us a nice little cute review that'd be very nice um or a little rating that'd be cute um and i'll see you next time bye Going on with this whole politics business. Uh, the, the stuff about me paddleboarding nonsense, the scene was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Comet the Frog, at the Frog, sang, It's not easy being green. you Remember that one? Russia should go away, it should shut up. Um, try that technology view. I don't know if you've been to Pepper Pink World. Who's been to Paz? I anybody's been to Pepper Pink World. December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously?